Millennials, you're listening to Makeda and Jay on The Rest is Just Confetti. Join us every week as we dive into the best and worst parts of millennial life. Trending topics, millennial issues, and glorified road sessions are all a part of the ride. So let's sift through the nonsense in this week's episode of The Rest is Just Confetti. Babe, I know you said you wanted to start off this episode. I did not. So. I said that you would start this. <laughs> I just thought since we've been on like a six-month hiatus, you should be the one to explain to people where we've been. I don't know. I think you've been marketing more to our fan base and we're coming back soon. So it only makes sense that you would kick it off. Yeah, but I also think that you've been mighty quiet. So maybe they're worried we've gotten divorced or something. And maybe they want to hear <laughs> where you've been. <laughs> Your stories have shown I've been in the back this whole time. (laughs) I am still relevant. You are still relevant, and I'm very much still in love with you. So welcome back to the Rest is Just Confetti podcast, everybody. That's how you started off. Yeah. The warning of divorce. That's right. And then you you segue back into love (laughs) and let them know that it's still going strong. Got to keep y'all hanging for a little bit just to keep you intrigued. Um, But we do want to apologize for the hiatus that we have taken. Um... It ended up being a much longer hiatus because I feel like we were like, hey, guys, we're coming back. And then we did one episode and then we disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. We, go on, nigga. Do this vacation. So what happened? Um, that was, let's see, was that like around September or something that we did that last episode? I don't even remember when it was. That but it was, and it might be longer. Like, September is just something I'm throwing out of my ass. And I'd say September because um, because it was when I, I left my 9 to 5 to start my business. So I'm thinking shit really kicked up in September. We went broke and had to live on the streets for about two months. Got our house back. Sold Got our coke. house back. Sold coke. I know I started stripping in December. Drake, Gray sold a little coke. Gray sold some coke. I know Noah was doing a little kilos on the side, too, from his crib. Yeah. And I don't remember. saying that he yeah. has his own house. And I know. He's still like, hey, I know. <laughs> he's still on the streets. <laughs> no one living good. Yeah, I meant he's like crib. crib. Oh, crib, crib. Okay. <laughs> Thought this man had a nice, nice that place. That's not what I with. meant at all. Um, but anyways, right we, <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, I think life just got busy, which I think any millennial could attest to. Yeah. Um, but I also feel bad because we promised to be there for you guys as you went through those busy moments. So, so just wanted to apologize for that. We fucked up. It's on us. <laughs> hey, my bad, man. Hey, my, my bad, bad dog. <laughs> Maybe we owe you $2, but he didn't give it to you yet. My Honestly. Bad, just a little late on getting around to you. It's um, coming. It's coming. But, but yeah, like I mentioned, I started my business. Um, How's that been going? That has been a roller coaster of a ride. I feel like you, I mean, you get attested to that. There's days that I come downstairs and I'm just like, yeah, I'm killing this shit. And then there's other days where I'm just like, it's going under, baby. We gotta, we gotta start sucking dick for money. <laughs> Winning all honesty. <laughs> <laughs> Winning all honesty. This shit, you probably just have somebody who just hasn't done their invoice payment pretty much yeah it'll be an hour i'll be like i sent the invoice they won't pay it (laughs) (laughs) you know what we should have an episode about though is debt in covid because we've been struggling with that 
because of what's been going on and the ramifications that credit card companies have been doing and stuff too. So maybe some fellow millennials might be feeling that hurt too. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, yeah we might have to bring you guys an episode on that. But um, yeah, I started my business full time. I left my nine to five after being there for 10 years. Our boys turned four and one in December. Um, and what's been going on with you, babe? We hit a new year. We hit a new year. Yeah, we hit a new year. Um, and then some shit went down in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> shit went down at the Capitol. Sorry, I was about to say, and, every uh, time we say the Capitol, I think of Katniss and I'm just like ready yeah. to, I'm just like, what world are we living in? The Capitol? I remember sitting there and watching the insurrection and like Jake Tapper was just like, this is, this is crazy. It's, this is an attack on the Capitol right before our eyes. It's an insurrection. And I was just like, what movie did I turn the channel onto? He grabbed the bow and arrow. And Katniss comes in hot and heavy. Here she goes. <laughs> like, it was just really surreal watching it. I think you were working while it was happening. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I came down on lunch break, and then you showed me live footage. And yeah. They, they, and then niggas <laughs> were just breaking was through. <laughs> I was like, what is this? What is happening? That was the craziest shit ever to me. Oh, and man. I got to say it, but there was not a black person in sight in that audience. So I feel like that spoke to so much on who that group was. I did catch a couple. You did? I did catch a couple black people in there. Y'all are a disgrace. Uh, Dishonor. <laughs> Dishonor on your cow. Which is... Dishonor on your family. And I hate to always try and make it a racial thing, but yeah. it, it seems like it's very hard to yeah. not I know, yeah. I know you mentioned the other day, I think we were in the car and you were like, I know that it always hate... We always hate that it comes down to race, but for America, like, race is the underbelly of everything, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. You can't really say it's a Democrat versus Republican type of thing, because... In what situation has any Republican? So that's the thing. Yeah, I feel such like hysteria with their fan base. Honestly, and I I know there's so many Black Republicans out there. And before Trump, I was just kind of like, oh, they're probably just rich, and they're you know they're a little they're a different percentage of the Black community that just usually isn't there. You know, it's just mm -hmm. a very small percentage of them. But after trump and then after the insurrection i i feel like he demolished the entire idea of the republican party because they would be yeah. like no we're not racist we're not just rich people like we we mm -hmm. care for all yada 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 and i mean it was four years of the majority of the republican party backing this yeah, bigot yeah. And he, yeah, he destroyed it so much that I feel like Republicans don't know where to go now. They're just like, hey, y'all Democrats accepting uh, applications? <laughs> it is something that just like, yeah, I'm still Republican, I but I, I wasn't fucking with Trump. I wasn't you fucking know, with none of that, that Trump <laughs> shit, man. I was on some other, other <laughs> shit. Um, crap, what was I going to mention to you? Do you? I think I showed you when... um. It was inauguration day, and Trump's plane was leaving, and CNN like had the music playing in the background. Yeah. And they're like, I did it my way. They're so extra, but I also love CNN's pettiness so I would much. Love to I would love to just, I should have tuned in to Fox to see how they were handling that. I know. That would have probably been a whole different I feel thing. like CNN had the most contentious relationship with President <laughs> Trump the entire time, because I remember so many times where, like, um, what was his name? Uh, I can't remember this guy's name, but he would ask a question in the newsroom, and Trump would just be like, "Get out! You, you're CNN. Just get out! Just get out!" <laughs> 
And he would be like, I just asked a question. I don't want, I don't want to hear your questions. I was just like, well, damn, it's All a right, rough so, time for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and CNN would, yeah. Like, hey, Trump, uh, from, from CNN News. Hey, what color them shoes is? But Honestly, well, thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah. Lavender, lavender Lovely colors. question. <laughs> <laughs> you from CNN? For <laughs> real. But I feel like CNN was peeking in through the windows, and they're like, President Trump has now decided to. <laughs> Like, that was the only way they were able to report for the past four years. Uh, and I don't know why, but the fact that Trump hated him, hated them so much, just made me trust their news so much more. more. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of like, well, what did Trump say? He against it? Then that's what I'm going to listen to. Yeah. It was such a weird four years of receiving information. I mean, I think over the last four years is where the whole term fake news came about. Mm-hmm. And that's just the most mind-blowing shit to me that a president, you know, like, incited that that movement. Yeah, and, like, incited this thing of listening to fake news. Why did we elect a nigga like that? Like, I just... I think it was a... It it showed us where our country was, for one. Yeah. Um... I remember Van Jones. I know you you and my mom love to make fun of Van, but, um... (laughs) (laughs) I remember Van saying that America choosing... Trump was like a rebellion move against having Barack. Oh, that came out weird. That sounded like a croak. <laughs> it, it was like a rebellious move against having Barack for for eight years or whatever. Oh. And that kind of made sense to me a little bit. Like, I thought it was just people just being petty. Like, hey, no, not being petty, but that that group of people, that base that he spoke to, the Proud Boys and the white supremacists and stuff, who like just kind of sat back. And let there be a black president for eight years. I just feel like once it came to an end, they were like, all right, it's our turn to to turn up. And when yeah. Trump came out speaking what he did, they were just kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is our guy. I know he def- him not denouncing any of those yeah. groups. Um, not really saying, you know, racism is bad. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be a racist. Not putting any type of <laughs> downplay against any of that kind of incited a lot of them to come out of the woodworks and just be like, we gonna vote. And I'm sure, in essence, black people came out and voted for Barack. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what the fuck Barack was doing. We just knew he was black. Pretty much, yeah. Because I remember in high school when Barack happened, like, everybody had those Yes We Can shirts. Everybody, yes, the hood was on fire. Everybody was behind Barack, but I couldn't tell you one of his policy moves. I couldn't, but I know that Barack's whole thing was like invigorating the youth. And so he was like the first presidential campaign to start reaching out through text messages and emails and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it was a very young interface that he had. And he did did that. Yeah, he did that very well. And then it was Barack. He's just so like well spoken. -spoken, Yeah. Mm -hmm. He had all. He had all three of those. He had communication. Mm-hmm. He wasn't um, like the majority. He was a minority person. He wasn't so, an old white man yeah. that we've had for however long. And then you also talking to the youth, which most. Yeah, and he was cool. Like that do. was the thing because he would like do all these things with celebrities. He was on TV shows doing skits and shit. Like he was really embedded into what we were watching, even though I didn't know what he was running for, but. Something. Something as simple as me saw a, a video of him playing basketball still mm-hmm. with like college players that made me like fuck. I, I, I like him, Barack, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Just something as simple as that, and it's crazy how once once he got that steamroll behind him, and then he had the black community behind him, he he took off. And I know like 
political pundits and stuff have always said that the black community is so large now that it could almost dominate any like election if they all came out which is what a lot of us did for this past election and that's a main reason that joe biden got to the top but um but yeah i don't even remember how he got on this topic about barack i feel like he he weaves his way into any presidential conversation yeah, basically we was waiting on him to show up for that i know i was like come on barack it's all i'm waiting for man and apparently. he came in with such swag. I love him. And Michelle. Yeah, apparently Michelle and Bush took the cake with, uh, <laughs> they're just chilling still. I know. Somebody was like, y'all know they fucking. And I was like, George and yeah. Michelle? Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, I do not even want to think about that. Gosh. <sighs> but yeah, um, so we have a new president. Um, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris were elected into office January 20th. And I don't know if you, you know, you don't have CNN on your phone, but I do. And every time this nigga signs a new executive action, mm-hmm. I'm just getting notifications. And my notifications have been going off. I know I, I stopped it. Because mm-hmm. at first, um, CNN was on there and I just kept getting pop up. Yeah. Pop up. I, was like, I noticed it's something she put on here. So mm-hmm. I just turned this off. Sure was. <laughs> but it was just saying how Biden was going in. And yeah. All these changes. I know yeah. today he overturned like the transgender ban in the military that oh, Trump wow. had signed into effect. Yeah. Um, his first day in office, he ended the Muslim ban that Trump had started on his first day in office. So he did a lot of um, notable changes like right off the bat. And yes, it's definitely a good outlook mm-hmm. on um, on the future. It's definitely made me go into 2021 with a much clearer head. Like, I don't know where I would have been if Trump had gotten reelected. Um, and this election definitely put some faith back into humanity in my mind. Yeah. Hopefully um, he keeps that he keeps that train going and. Uh makes makes good changes like um i i just ran into one of my followers online and they posted something about um it was a picture of um barack obama and kamala harris together and mm-hmm. it, was, it was a very ne- it was kind of like a negative post as far as they didn't really do anything for the black community mm-hmm. and um i, I kind of took that as one of those like louis farrakhan kind of posts mm-hmm. like um they're so I know a lot of the black community is focused on just us. Yeah. And I feel like that's that same mentality that white white people have. Mm-hmm. Like we're the best um, race or we're like the... I want to challenge race. you on that, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And um, I, I think it'll be a lot more... Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but I guess equal. Mm-hmm. If we kind of look at it as a perspective of how can we all benefit instead of just how can the black community take over yeah. type of thing. Because um, I feel like Barack did a lot for everyone when he was in Absolutely, not yeah. Like, not just blacks. Yeah, like, yeah. Not just black people, but everyone in its entirety. And not mm-hmm. just only making people feel safe, which I think is a big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I, I just think um, for that post... Um, saying that he didn't really do anything for the black community and that Kamala Harris ain't going to do anything either from her past history. Yeah. It just kind of didn't sit well with me. Yeah, I can hear that. So two things. Like, I want to challenge you on the thing that you said before. But one, I know, like, I'll be the first one to say with Kamala, I I know a little bit about her history and the little that I do know wasn't good when it comes to the black community. So 
when she was picked as the VP, I was just kind of like, eh, she's not my favorite, but mm. I'll rock with it. I also feel like Joe didn't have a choice in in yeah. not choosing somebody of color or something like because he's been picking minority people in his cabinet like left and right. So mm. I can see that that's like a core thing of his his presidency like he wants to promote that diversity and promote that he's bringing unity and stuff like that which they're doing because then they just bring on like a bunch of new um mm -hmm. yeah, cabinet members yeah. yeah um so i i see that and i feel like because kamala is probably going to want to run for president after he's done she's going to do her best to make the most out of her position she's going to do the best to prove that she is somebody for all you know so right. And I mean, we all make our mistakes. We're all doing our careers and trying to do whatever to, you know, get where we need to go. Um, and that's kind of all that I'm chalking up Kamala to right now. Again, I'm not like thrilled about her past, but I think it was um, the same with Biden because um, back when he was a little younger, he, it was something he had. Um, I don't know if he was kind of still in the in the presidential field, mm -hmm. but uh, it was something where. Uh, I don't think minorities would have benefited from one of his plans that he had. And it just kind of came off as a very racist plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I remember I, that. Yeah, yeah, I think he addressed it and saying, like, his mindset back then was right. the wrong mindset. And I think that's why people are giving him a chance. Now, yeah. If, let's say, for example, Trump did the same thing, um, how he kind of was one yeah. of the major impacts for that Netflix show with mm -hmm. those little young kids. Yeah. And if he kind of addressed Central that Park situation, Five, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and kind of like, I was in the wrong mindset type of thing. Which he never that. has. Yeah, yeah he's still he like, I still think they should be in prison now. Yeah. Even after their lives have been like completely changed. He, but yeah. Yeah, he never did that. So I think that shows he never learned anything while in the offset. Yeah. Biden has. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think a lot of people trust him more so over. And I think, I think Biden makes a point there too. Like when we're younger, we don't know what we're doing. You know, mm -hmm. we're, I mean, as we grow, we learn more compassion. We will learn more empathy and we try harder to do what's right. And I think that's what we've seen. And I think that was another thing that was so troubling about the Trump presidency is because he kept doing such volatile shit and people were always like, what the fuck? You like, this is just not right. And he was just kind of like, okay, cool. I'm gonna do it again tomorrow. And still tweeting the same shit, you know, like he was never learning from his mistakes if he wasn't a racist, he never tried to make it seem like he wasn't. Um, and yeah, that was his issues. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I think most people, if you're, if you're, if you're not a racist, somebody calls you a racist. First thing you're going to say is, Nigga, I'm not, I'm a, not racist. a racist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They ain't take no offense to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he just like kept he, rolling. Yeah, it's not like he tried to downplay it or something. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I wanted to go back to was you mentioned that the black community is for the black community and the white community is for the white community. And I think there's a difference in between there because I do, I do completely hear you on blacks are always just kind of like, we got to look out for ourselves. The man is against us. Like we have to do for our own and all that stuff. And obviously that mentality comes from, you know, slavery and us having to make this journey of, we're always being pitted against kind of thing. So I get where the black community comes at from with that. But I I don't think the white community thinks only of themselves. Unless you're talking about white supremacists. But yeah. yeah. But just white people in general, I don't think they think that way only because they don't have to. Like I think the majority of white people are like, yes, we're all equal. Like they're clouded by this shade of 
yeah, I'll do for you because I already have. So Mm -hmm. let's just share the wealth, not really understanding that, no, I don't really have. And by you, you know, like taking advantage of what you do have, you're giving me less. So I don't think that they um, are just for themselves. I just don't think that they understand that they have to make room for black people Mm -hmm. as well. I I, I agree with that. Yeah. um, I I do believe that just how there's white supremacists, there are also, I don't want to say black supremacists, but... I guess that would be the word, right? (laughs) Niggas like Farrakhan, who kind of put that belief Mm -hmm. that we're the superior race type of thing, you kind of have that same perspective. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. what is it saying that I think Nick Cannon is, is like that, right? Like Nick Cannon is sure. like like blacks are above all other people or probably, something like that. Probably. Yeah, he did make a statement recently. Yeah, that's when he got fired, got fired or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah is, is not saying that we any better if we have that mentality saying that blacks are better. Exactly. Be yeah, I never liked that. Field. Yeah, um, I mean we've like white people will never be able to make up for the terrors of like the past for the black community. But I also don't think that we should pit that against their generation as they continue to go. I mean, they acknowledge it there. And especially after last year, you know, a majority of them are trying to move past from it and grow from it and learn about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and educate themselves more. And I mean, a lot of brands are doing that too. Like um, Netflix and Hulu and them all have, they're like, learn about black history and stuff like that. You know, like it's being pushed more to understand. And I think as we move on, that's pretty much all we can ask of them, you know, is like, don't look down on us, but like have a seat for us at the table now too kind of thing, you know? And I think that has to be pushed in order for people to be more knowledgeable. Yeah. And I think the people that get offended by that, is the ones that has the problem. I was about to say, because yeah. I remember seeing a meme the other day, and it was like, I don't understand how um, how when people hear about rape or Black Lives Matter, their first instinct is to argue on it. And the people, they were like, nigga, you the problem. You're the reason why we're still in this situation, because your first instinct is to argue about how it affects you when you're not thinking of, Mm-hmm. the collective yeah, yeah. workshop i have a workshop coming up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue yeah thank you <laughs> but um but yeah i think the biden presidency will be a great healthy transition for our country but i do want to mention that it's i don't want to use the word funny because i feel like that's demeaning but i've i've seen a post recently on facebook where it was like um i'm truly scared for our country now with Biden as a president. I'm truly worried for my children and my family about what this economy will... Like, everything that I echoed four years ago when Trump happened, this person was now echoing because of Biden. And to me, I like I said, I really don't want to say funny because yeah. I never want to downplay what somebody's feeling. But I found it ironic that this person was now worried for the soul of his country because of where the economy was going to go. You know, it was more of like from a money, money standpoint, like how are we going to be seen as like the solidified person in the solidified country in the world? How are we going to be on top? We're not going to be putting Americans first, yada, yada, yada. It was from a very removed, like, not a this is what's going Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it was like, this is what's going on, on the outside. I mean, we're still fine, but this is like the image that I wanted to have of America or whatever. Whereas four years ago, I was scared for our kids. Like, I was scared for Grayson. I was scared for 
the people outside the doors and how they were going to look at him. I was scared for the opportunities that would now be close to us. I was, I was scared for our well-being. Like I was scared for our lives. I was scared for what was to come. Like I really saw the, the evolution of America four years ago. And so to me, when I saw that post, I was just kind of like, I hear your, your fear. I don't understand it, but I hear it and I'm going to empathize with that. But to me, it was just kind of like, it's crazy to me that how you were not able to understand my fears from four years ago when it was, when it was like concerning with harm to my child, Mm -hmm. but you want me to hear you now when it's just harm to your bank account. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it was a really hard time for me to to have empathy, but I was trying. Yeah. When you break it down to that point, and the reasons behind why they feel the way that they feel, it, it seems a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and the, But if you just look at it from just the fact that on, on the opposite end of the spectrum, now that Biden's president, they're fearing when, when Trump was president, we're fearing. It's like, how do, how do you balance that? that? Yeah. Mentality, exactly. But yeah. Two different the ends. two completely different ends like, of, what, yeah. What are your morals and, exactly. and yeah. to where if, you're feeling this way. Exactly. And I have to think that it resides in the figure you're voting for. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the only way that I could put two and two together. And the nigga you was voting for was a complete asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's it just, just says a lot I, to yeah, me. Yeah. And like I, I said, it. again, I was trying to be very, like, I read it and my first instinct was to laugh. My second instinct was to be like, man, fuck off. Like, this is bullshit. And then my third instinct was just to kind of sit and try and understand where he was coming from. And again, like, from a removed standpoint, I could, but it still just baffled me that mm-hmm. that these were your worries. And again, they're your worries because you don't have to worry about what black people are worrying about. And so you're just kind of like, I that's yeah. not my problem. This is what I'm worried about. Yeah, which is insane to me because when, when Trump was in, like, high peak, Trump, yeah. like this last year or whatever, mm-hmm. um, uh, you you kind of hear all the Trump supporters like we're worried about our country. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody Anything. say like I'm worried yeah. about mm-hmm. being lynched mm-hmm. or shit like that. We've been seeing all the fucking articles coming out about yep. niggas being lynched in fucking Texas mm-hmm. and, and niggas being shot mm-hmm. and killed by police officers. There was somebody that was like hunted down in the woods while he hunted was like going to. I think it was like for Fourth of July or some shit. Like he was trying to walk over to a lake and these white mm-hmm. people like ambushed him in the woods and started dragging him by his neck like it was horrifying shit and you don't hear you don't hear no not to say like yeah that shit doesn't happen to white people yeah i'm sure at some point that shit Mm -hmm. probably happened to him but there's there's literally like no articles that i've seen or no situation i've heard of to where these type of situations are happening to white people yeah they're like we need help we need help exactly spectrum this is all we fucking talking about Mm -hmm. like how the hate because we're feeling yeah. this hate coming like from all angles no matter how do you not see yeah that? how, how do, do you not see that how see do you not empathize with that how do you not hear that how do you not stop and be like you know what i i could say no to this president because i know he's not going to be right for my fellow american like if you're really an american you're standing mm-hmm. for all of us and not just the money that goes into the pockets for all of us, you know, like you're supposed to stand for equality. It's supposed to stand for equality. It's supposed to stand for, yeah, our safety. Our biggest threat is domestic terrorism from white supremacists. (laughs) Like how much, how does that not bug you? Like that's, 
But um, I feel like our podcast is starting to turn into one of those political podcasts. I mean, how could it not? I mean, we had—I don't think we've stuck on it too much, but there was just a lot of shit that went down in 2020, I think. And then as we move into the year, new year, we're kicking it off with an inauguration. So I just feel like we had to do some politics. It's what millennials are talking about right now, too. This is yeah, what people yeah. are talking about as they sit down, and we want to be a part of that conversation. We are now in the 30 realm. You too. You, you in the 30. The 30 I'm still 29. You are Your kicking it. Is, My birthday. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> birthday is what month? It's a. Uh, no, actually, I turn 30 next year. <laughs> Nigga, trying to pull me on blast next on here. <laughs> um. But another thing we wanted to tell you guys as we go into the new year so that we can keep a little bit more consistent with you guys and um, stay true to what we promised. We are cutting down our episodes to 30 minutes so that we're able to um, commit more to being there and, you know, having the time to do that because we do want to commit to it. So uh, right before this show ends in the next 30 seconds, I just want to let y'all know that's why we cut it off at 30 minutes. <laughs> So y'all don't be like, hey, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? Um, but yeah, so new year, babe. Is it a new you or carrying on with the same old you or yeah, any I, new resolutions? I have been saying a new me since 2017. <laughs> 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 I've always wanted to get back into work and I want yeah. to try and do something with this damn hair of mine. Um, and I want to honor you too because you asked the other day for some time for yourself and I thought that was really cool and big of you because mm-hmm. I feel like parents often get sucked into just doing what their kids needs or what their partner needs and I thought it was really cool that you were just like, yo, I need I need some me time. I think it is just a build up yeah. after you know having great Noah and then realizing yeah. that midnight is the only time where I really where have you time have myself. something yeah I get I'm that like, I'm tired I'm like man forget this I need I need something yeah and I really miss basketball so mm-hmm. I think that really pushed it seeing the NBA season come back I'm just like I gotta, I gotta get out <laughs> there and do something well I appreciate that I appreciate you bringing that to me too and I hope um that by hearing that some of our listeners might advocate for their own personal time because I think that's definitely something that people sweep under the rug um for my new year's resolutions i know i've given you my long list of what i want to get done in 2021 um we have a lot lot to do do. we were a little challenged by it in january but we're still pushing through um it's only january we still got 11 months to go we'll see what happens um and we'll definitely keep you guys apprised of that as we continue to make these episodes but thank you so much for sticking it out with us thank you so much for rejoining us as we continue season two of the rest is just confetti podcast um and we'll be back next week that's right i'm gonna grab a sip of your soda and then i'm gonna stop drinking soda for 2020 all right goodbye. 2021. the rest is just confetti is a show created by millennials for millennials and we're just scratching the surface big facts but we've got big goals as well we want you guys to help us being a part of them you know how the average guy in the commercial a couple years back was doing it baby but, but he was like, man, you know, you're sitting on the yeah, couch. Yeah, you're digressing. All right, fine. Do, do what you do. We want you to join us on IG or TikTok. Follow us and be a part of the journey. You can also email us with topics you'd like discussed. Or if you're interested on being a guest on the show, shoot us an email at restisjustconfetti at gmail.com. Until next time, guys. It's your boy, Jay Dizzle, always in the scrizzle about to be on Oh, God, boy. Finish now. Man, Snoop Dogg do it all the time. Let you're me not finish. Snoop Dogg.